The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Discover a positive path for spiritual living. Welcome to Voices of Unity with Rev. Ellen Debenport. Hey, welcome to Voices of Unity. I am Ellen Debenport, broadcasting live from the Unity Tower. This is March 26th, 2019. So if you're listening live, we'd love for you to call during the show. This is a show that invites different new thought leaders to share their wisdom and expertise to help you dive deep into spiritual topics so you can discover new ideas and practices that will enhance your life. So I'm Ellen Devonport. I'm the host, but really kind of an MC for this show. And our guests for Voices of Unity are sometimes Unity ministers or teachers, but also others who can share something special they've learned. They bring a body of work to us. So they're not just one-time guests. They stay for several weeks so we can truly explore their area of special interest. Sometimes they talk about unity teaching specifically, and sometimes more general spiritual practice. So back with us this week is Janice Campbell, who is a licensed unity teacher and also a life coach. We started last week with Receiving Your Life. So Janice, welcome back. Thanks. It's great to be here. Would you mind giving us just a recap of what we talked about last week What is receiving your life? Receiving your life is listening within to the guidance and inspiration that you're receiving. And so you're being, you're being led from, instead of looking out into the world to tell you who you should be or what you should be doing, that you receive that guidance from in, and then you take inspired action. So you you actually bring, you receive the essence, the knowing, the truth of who you are, and then you share the gift that you are with the world. I like to think of it as how we bring heaven to earth. So we don't have to become something we're not. Well, actually, we can't become something we're not. We think we can become someone we're not, but we can't. (laughs) Because what happens is when we start to compromise ourselves, like we can't be somebody we're not, so then we have to unwind the compromises. So it just kind of takes a lot of extra time, energy, and money when we travel down that path of trying to be someone we're not. Okay. So the way we have divided up these shows is we gave an overview last week of receiving your life, and then we'll have different topics each week. How do you apply these teachings to money or to parenting or other things? And today is about life purpose, which I've been looking forward to, Janice, because so many people wrestle with trying to find their life purpose, and they feel guilty because they don't know their life purpose, and they feel inadequate because maybe they don't have a big life purpose. Maybe they just came here to love people or be a ray of light on the planet, and they wind up feeling like that's not enough. So I'm really (laughs) eager to hear what you have to say about it. Uh, You know, what what is your purpose and how do you figure it out? Okay. Well, like what you said is sometimes it's interesting because you said, oh, we've, our purpose is just to love people. Like, oh, that can't be enough. And I think at the core, that's each one of us, that is our purpose. Mm-hmm. That's ultimately, that's our purpose is to be and share the love that we are. And then we do it very, very different ways. 
But I, I think ultimately our purpose is to be who we are. There is no other purpose for us to do. It's easy to see in nature a rose bush. The purpose of a rose bush is to bloom roses. The purpose of an orange tree is to grow oranges. And then they're not in dialogue. You know, the orange tree is not saying, oh, how come I'm not more beautiful like the rose bush? And the rose bush is saying, how come I can't make food like the orange tree? Uh But that's what we do because we have free will. So we look out into the world and it's like, oh, maybe I should be that. They look happy. They're making a lot of money. I should be more like that. I should do that. Oh, they have an important purpose. And it's so easy to get to travel down the judging and comparing path. Mm-hmm. And, but it's backwards because we're looking out into the world to find our purpose instead of listening within. And I think everything people are doing is just a vehicle for their purpose. The ones we see are the ones who are prominent. You know, they're Mm -hmm. leaders of countries or they're celebrities. And that may just be the vehicle to live their purpose, right? Exactly. And it's, I think that's, it's so, this subject, I love this subject because like you say, it causes so much unnecessary angst. (laughs) Right. You know, I remember, you know, years ago, I remember hearing like, oh, we're going to need engineers in the year 2000. Like, so what? I mean, you're either an engineer or you're not an engineer. <laughs> I'm not. You're not going <laughs> to. Either am I. But, it, it, you know, it's, it, we're so trained to look outside for our purpose. And it just isn't like that. You know, each one of us came here as an individualized expression of spirit which means one's not better than another. One purpose is not better than another purpose. But in the world, we measure things by appearances. Oh, you know, yes. I love Jesus says, do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. I mean, we are who we are, and we all contribute to the whole in our own unique way. So if our purpose is to be the love we are, does it matter what we do? What profession we choose, who we marry? All those visible outer things. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because this is exactly what we do. Like kind of what you were just sharing. We jump. We jump to profession, who we marry. But our purpose is to be the essence of what we are, which I believe it's in Receive Your Life. We call when you're identifying your purpose, you know, we go back to the pulls. You, when you feel yourself energized, inspired, you're actually being your true authentic self, you're being your spiritual essence, you're sharing the truth of who you are, and it feels really good. That's an indication that you're living on purpose with your life. And you call but those I think pulls. Pulls. And when remind us aligned, what pushes are. Okay. So when we're aligned with our purpose, we feel ourselves being pulled, called forth energized. Mm -hmm. And when we turn away from our true self, we abandon our, obviously we can never be separate from our true self, but we turn away from it in consciousness. And that's when we start to feel push resistance. And that's when we start thinking we should be someone else. We Ah. should be a different, that's turning away from our purpose. Okay. So I know people who have just given up on this. They're sick of hearing about a life purpose. They don't know what theirs is. They're just not going to deal with it anymore. But we can't not deal with it. (laughs) (laughs) Because our purpose is to be who we are. I think when when someone gets to that 
point, what they're really saying is I'm tired of playing the game. I'm tired of pretending that my purpose lives outside of me. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of chasing my purpose. I'm tired of, and I think there's wisdom in that. Yeah. Because they're kind of, when we get to that point, we're kind of acknowledging that there's something off here. Okay. So, but can you just ignore your purpose? Can you, can you come in for a lifetime and just miss it? Well, you're not going to miss it. So it's impossible to miss it. But what we can do is, this is what happens. When we try to be something we're not, let's say I'm going to ignore this aspect of myself. I'm going to pretend. And the way that we do that is we we say either out loud or quietly to ourselves is, I'm going to pretend this doesn't matter to me. I'm just going to do what I have to do. I'm, you know, I'm going to ignore this. I don't want, I don't want this. I'm going to pretend to be something other than who I am, but really we're kind of putting a lid on who we are and saying, we're kind of lying to ourselves and saying something's not important to us when it is, you know, that feeling mm-hmm. it's like, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I'm fine. I'll just do what <laughs> I have to do. Other people get to do what they want, but not me. So we could go through the motions of doing that lying to ourselves and we could always feel when we're in that mode because we feel that resistance. But the problem with that is it shows up in the symptoms. It shows up in our health. It shows up in our relationships. It shows up in our money. But I understand people who say, I don't have time to figure out a life purpose. I've got kids and a mortgage and a job. Well, while they're raising their kids, while they're paying the mortgage, they're living their purpose. They're being their purpose. So it's more like a consciousness thing where um, it's kind of tricky sometimes to explain, but in the moment of raising kids, we're either going to be on purpose with our life or we're going to be off purpose. Mm-hmm. And you you could feel it. So let's say you're the kind of person of, oh, I love to have fun and I love to hang out with my kids and I love to, it's fun to create and do this and kind of make a mess. And you're living your purpose with your kids. This is really fun. But if you're you if that's your purpose is to be carefree and expressed and creative and fun and you're living inside of I should be a disciplined parent, I should make sure mm-hmm. that my kids know how to be tidy. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not going to be fun for you and it's not going to be fun for them. So you're not living your purpose. You're being the kind of parent that you believe you should be. You're you're putting you're withholding the giving and receiving flow okay. of who you are mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel good. Mhm. So is that how you know you're on purpose? It feels good? Absolutely. When you feel that pull, that life is calling you forth, you're in integrity with yourself, and you're aligned with your purpose, and it feels really good. (laughs) Well, that's good news. Yes. And that's why we're never far off, but we kind of go in and out of it throughout the day. You Mm -hmm. can feel where, oh, that was fun. And a lot of times, actually, when we're living on purpose, we feel... Um, embarrassed, or we think we're getting away with something. Now I have to get back to my real life. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh You know, this is just goofing off. This is me. You know, this doesn't. But what's interesting is the more we share our purpose, which is really share the gift that we are, the more prosperity we receive. Mm-hmm. So it's it's counterintuitive because our beliefs are saying, oh, it's dangerous to be who I am. I have to be the right way or who I think I should be. But when we travel down that path, we actually have a kink in our prosperity flow. We're, we're withholding the gift because sharing the gift 
when we give that, that's when we receive prosperity. So it may show up in the form of money, but it also may show up in the form of harmonious relationships, connection. And, we know, and we're doing whole weeks on money and relationships and how this applies to that. Yeah, getting really specific about that. So last week we talked about divine discontent. Mm-hmm. And boy, I know so many people who seem to be in that place. It's that feeling that there's got to be something more than this, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't know what it would be or how to figure it out. Yes. Well, the first thing is to acknowledge that divine discontent, that when they say there has to be something more than that, they're tapping into the truth. It's that knowing, like there is more life energy, more life flow that wants to be lived and expressed as me. So it's it's kind of like they're acknowledging, yes, I feel something more wants to come through me. And because we're blocking it, it feels it's it feels painful. It feels like confusion. It feels like I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I know there's more, but I don't know what to do. But if you actually slow that down and start to listen to the inner conversation of someone, they'll tell you exactly what they're doing. They'll tell you exactly why they are. <clears throat> I like to think of it like a trapeze. You know, when you think of those like at the circus, mm-hmm. the trapeze bar. It's like, we're holding on to a bar for dear life. Like, we are not going to let go of that bar. We may see another bar out in the future, which is not so much the future, but a possibility for us right now, like reaching for that bar. But we're not going to let go of the other bar until we have faith in the bar we're reaching from. Yes. Because it's almost like, if I let go of that bar, I'm going to die. Like, it's connected to our survival. Like, I can't stop doing this. I can't stop being this way because in our mind, it's the, it's, we have it connected to survival. But when you know the truth of who you are, when you really have a knowing and the confidence in your values and the truth of who you are, then you feel safe to let go of that bar because you could reach for the other bar. But what you're describing a lot of times people, they, that feeling is like, I know there's a bar out there for me, but I can't let go of this bar because I won't survive. You know, I won't make money. I won't, people will abandon me. So it's kind of, it's scary. I mean, and it's understandable. Like we can't let go of that bar prematurely because we, we don't have the faith yet. And that's why it's so important to, to get grounded in our purpose and know the truth of who and what we are. And it's not the doing part of the purpose that's important. It's really the, this is, this is who I am. Like, I don't know. Like I, I was thinking of you last week, we started talking about um, um, like when you were saying, we were talking about the talk, the Sunday talk mm-hmm. and how for me that was not feeling like it was, it's not my purpose to get up there and just talk right? like that. And then you said, Oh, I love the part where you stand up and speak. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's because you're on purpose. Uh huh. When you, that was an example. And that's, It's always that love. And then you say, I love preparing for Sunday talks. So you know you're on purpose when you have the word love there. It comes out so naturally. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. But then it's really looking to see, like, let's just take that first one. I love the part where you stand up and speak. You want to ask your, so when someone says, I love this, I love this, I love this, you know, when when they recognize a pull, you want to ask yourself, who am I being? Who am I being? Why does this feel so good? Because there's a reason why that feels good to you. Mm-hmm. So what would you say? 
you know, when you say, I love the part where you stand up and speak, who are you being when you're giving a Sunday talk? Um, I guess mostly a teacher. So I have gathered a lot of information and I've put it together and synthesized it in a way that I think is understandable and useful to their lives. And I get to stand up and tell them about it. Okay. So let's look at that. The teacher is the doing part, Mm -hmm. but what makes you a good teacher? What's behind that? I love the ideas of your, so ideas, but also it sounds like clarity. Yes. It's one of your values. Yes. Like you put, you take a lot of information and then you distill it down and, and there's clarity there. Mm-hmm. Also sounds like maybe usefulness is one of your values. Like you said, yes. people could use it. Like, like yes. this feels good. I like it when people could use it. You're yes. not just talking and they're not receiving it. It feels good to you. Mm-hmm. So who else are you being when you're giving a Sunday talk? I get to be funny. Okay, humor. So funny, humor. What else? Um, oh, gosh. Well, this is embarrassing to admit, but if you're the one giving the talk, you you kind of run the show. Okay, so you're a leader? That's a better way to put it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but it's kind of like, you know, again, it's like, why does this feel so good? You like to hold space for people. Mm-hmm. You like to you like to create that space, that safe space. Sounds like, yeah, that's good. Boy, you do listen carefully. <laughs> so what else? Oh, for speaking on a Sunday. Yeah, let's do. It. We're going to do one at a time. Because what we're de- what we're doing right now is we're demonstrating how to have get access to your purpose. So you can always look at your polls. When you're feeling that energy, and then okay. you ask, who am I being? Why does this feel so good? And it reveals your spiritual essence, reveals your purpose. Okay. So I'm being a leader who provides clarity and mm-hmm. useful ideas. Humor. And humor. Mm-hmm. And so that people can improve their lives. Okay. But now we're focusing on why it feels so good to you. Because what's interesting about the giving and receiving flow, we receive it first, but what we our our values, we love to receive them and we love to give them. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. If one of our values is inspiration, we love to inspire people and we love to receive inspiration. Yes. So my guess is you love to share humor and you love to receive humor. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like the flow. This Our purpose is kind of like the currents we live in. The giving and receiving flow. You know, you love to give clarity. You probably love to receive clarity. You probably don't like it when things are really confusing and all over the place. That's why I love editing, because I get to bring order to the words on the page. Okay. So order would be another value. Mm -hmm. It's a lot like clarity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of like it makes us feel like we're when we're in that consciousness those values it feels good to us yes 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 this is the way the world is designed to work yes it feels good (laughs) what about when you say i love preparing for sunday talks what's Mm -hmm. going on there so i get who are you being i get to read and study and spiritual things Mm -hmm. so that i am spiritually nourished as i do that and it 
causes me to contemplate lots of things I might not have before or remember lessons I've learned that have been important to me and then mm-hmm. put them all together for other people. Yes. Isn't you know how we talk about um bringing heaven to earth? Mm-hmm. This is such a great example of how we love to bring heaven to earth. It's like we're doing what we love and then it's our nature to share it. Like we love to give it. We love to give it. Love to share it. And it's like we love to give, but we don't want to give just anything. And that's why when we get tripped up with the shoulds, we're like, oh, I should give this. I should give this. I should be doing this. But we love to give the essence of what we are. Mm-hmm. So you'd love to give. So I'd say you value contemplation, reflection. Yes. And spiritual connection. It's mm-hmm. important to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else with who you're being? When I'm preparing, when preparing a talk, the Sunday talks. Yeah. I get to write. Okay. And it, it's interesting because writing is, is a doing thing, but what's behind the writing? Why does that feel so good? Communication's important to you? Yeah, I get to express that myself. That would be a value. Yeah. Yeah, which is interesting. I'm just I'm flashing on last week when we were talking about the shoulds. Mm-hmm. I should drink more water. Mm-hmm. I should meditate more longer. Yep. And here you're here you're saying you're sharing how you love this is your expression of meditation, right. contemplation, reflection. Like you're doing it. That's such an example of what we do then. Then we think, oh, but I'm doing it wrong. I should be it should look like this. That's right. Instead of realizing that's how I meditate. That's how I connect with source. Oh, thank you. That's a lot of permission. It, Yes, and it's permission to be you. Because a lot of times when we hear people saying, you should meditate this way or this way, this way is the right way, they're just sharing their expression. Mm-hmm. So we could hear that and say, yeah, that's great. I'm really happy that works for you. Mm-hmm. This is how I connect with Source. So, so the examples I've been using, the speaking and the preparing of the talks, have been part of my paid job. Is, mm-hmm. But purpose surely is not always expressed through a job. No, but look at it. When Even when you're not doing a paid job, how often does this show up in your life? Order, usefulness, humor. Yeah, all the time. Clarity. Mm-hmm. It's all the time. So it's it doesn't really matter the pay. But what happens a lot of times is we start to com- compartmentalize our life. Where yes. it's like, okay, I'm going to share my true self in this area of my life, but I'm going to withhold it over here because people aren't interested. And then a lot of times we feel that withholding of our gift and we want to get away. So a lot of times we'll say, oh, I, got, I have to get out of this job because they don't appreciate me. Mm-hmm. But we're not leading with the gift. We're leading with the compromise self. Okay. The, the shoulds. The shoulds. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like once you become aware of your gift, you start to see it showing up everywhere. And you also start to notice where you're withholding the gift. Oh. Because then a lot of times we'll criticize or say, this place isn't right for me. Uh-huh. But we have to look and see, is this place not right? Or is it that I'm withholding my gift? I'm not sharing. And then because I don't feel good, I say this particular circumstance is not good. I, this came up in class last Sunday. We were talking about, you know, in the church community, sharing your gifts. And a lot of times people are afraid to share their gifts. Or so someone will say, oh, we need a volunteer here. We need a volunteer here. And because people want to connect, they may do something that's not really a fit for them. It's a compromise. And then they have to leave. And then they feel bad about that. 
instead of really getting clear on what are the gifts, like really the gifts. And then instead of backwards, you know, what do we kind of like the engineers, what do we need? Let's try to fill that slot with bodies, getting really clear on knowing a person's gift, really understanding a person's purpose and then looking for the fit. Oh, Cause that way it's sustainable. There's not so much turnover. Right. <laughs> Cause we used to get greeters in church who were total mm-hmm. introverts really didn't mm-hmm. want to walk up to new people and introduce themselves. But, you know, yeah. we had been asking for volunteer greeters, so they were being good sports about it. Yeah, but that's such a great example, being good sports, yeah. but then they feel bad about themselves. They do. And because they quit. have to deselect. They have to go away. They have to go away. Or they'll just quietly stop showing up. Well, because they feel bad. Yeah. They say, I'm not doing a good job. And yet there's another, you know, it's kind of like the thing, once you really get clear clear on the gift that you are and your purpose, you start to manage that. But people, when they're not aware of their gift, they don't always know how to manage it. But when you get clear on your purpose, like a plant, if you know that you're a plant that needs to be in sunshine all day, you're not going to plant yourself in the shade. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, so you have heightened awareness, but like with the community, a lot of times people aren't aware of their gifts. So they, they, because they want to connect or because they want to participate or because they want to make people happy, they just take any spot. Right. I think it's so critical to like, let's figure out who, who was in our community. Let's, let's see the gift that we have. Let's, let's access this gift, these people, this gift. Let's use the highest and best of who a person is. Cause then they feel really, you know, the thing is when we're sharing our gift, it's sustainable. You know, we love doing it. The mm-hmm. more we give, the more it just grows and grows and grows and grows. But when we're sharing our compromise self, it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. It has to end. And then there's a lot of embarrassment and shame and, uh, sorry, I'm a bad person. I'm not volunteering anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go back to that bad person thing. But it's the bad person. Whenever we land on the bad person, it's a misunderstanding of our value. Nobody's bad. It's just a misunderstanding of our value. And so we figure out our purpose by the pulls, by what feels good. Yeah. When you're, when you feel yourself being pulled, you ask yourself, who am I being right now? So your purpose is to, you know, be order, spiritual connection, communication, leader, clarity, usefulness, humor. And then you get to decide how you're going to share that. This is great. I'm loving this. So we need to take a break. But there's lots more to talk about on Life Purpose with Janice Campbell. So we will be back after these messages. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. When listeners like you contribute to Unity Online Radio, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate to make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Teachable Moment with Rev. Blair Tabor from Unity San Diego, taken from a talk called Sacred Service, The Ultimate Spiritual Growth. 
who we are and who we perceive ourselves to be as human beings is just such a small part of who we are as spiritual beings. You remember the phrase that I like, you know, Emily Cady says, God did not make you to be spiritual pygmies, but spiritual giants. You know, and do we live as if we're spiritual giants? No, we don't. We live, we live as if we're you know, weak human beings. You know, we're spiritual giants. We need to live that way in our lives. So we have to let go of the ego. It's a challenge because we spent so much energy and focus on, on our ego, on dressing a certain way and talking a certain way and looking a certain way and, and aligning ourselves in certain ways to, to uphold that ego identity. But as we're willing to let that go, let it be permeable to spirit, then what we find is we're connected to that infinite oneness that is God. To find a Unity Church near you, visit unity.org. Join spiritual teacher and author Suzanne Giesman for a transformational retreat April 11th to the 14th at Unity Village in Kansas City. The whole purpose of this retreat, three nights, four days of celebrating together, a group of kindred spirits gathered on these holy grounds to celebrate who we are, to realize, to feel it, to experience that we are sacred. For more information on the Holy You Retreat, visit unity.org and click events. Would you like to show your support for Unity Online Radio? You can donate easily on your phone by texting the word VOICE to 50555 and donate $10 to support Unity Online Radio. It's easy to do, and your offering will help us keep inspirational and positive programming on the air. Remember, just text the word VOICE to 50555 and support your favorite shows on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Would you like to experience more peace and joy in your life through A Course in Miracles? Let Rev. Jennifer Hadley support you in discovering the powerful life lessons available through this unique spiritual thought system that teaches the way to love and peace is through forgiveness. Join Jennifer every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central for A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk, to experience the healing for yourself on Unity Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to Voices of Unity with Reverend Ellen Devonport. We're back with Voices of Unity. We're with Janice Campbell today talking about receiving your life and particularly finding your life purpose. But Janice, before we dive back in, tell people how to find out more about you. Okay. My website is uh, Receive Your Life. And also I send out, if you're interested, you can sign up for weekly free weekly inspirational messages. And another thing is um, I have an online class coming up through Spiritual Explorers Unity Worldwide, and that starts on April 23rd. And there's a link on my website. And one thing um, I put up this week, last week we went through the steps to receive your life and the exercises. So I put all those up on the website. So if you want to kind of look at those, there's a description of push-pulls and there's something written on the process of understanding, compassion, and forgiveness. And so you could look at all. Those are the handouts that I use in coaching and in classes that those that's all the material so might be kind of fun to look at those and it's listed under classes and also under coaching oh good thank you for doing that yeah 
Yeah, it's good to have. I mean, it, it may not make a lot of, you know, you may not be able to do all of it, but it's just kind of, it gives you a sense of, of how the system flows. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's some <clears throat> diagrams that kind of make it easier to understand the concepts, you know, for people who are more visual orientated. Good. So I, I started out talking about people who have a lot of guilt and baggage around finding a life purpose and just sometimes just get disgusted and give up. And you're saying it's because they're trying to be somebody they're not. Well, in that case, I think it's like we live in this culture where we kind of have, um, like you said, there's so much baggage around the purpose. It's either like um, we have it or we don't. We're on purpose. It's just so, and it's not really like that. And sometimes we have a checklist of what this purpose is supposed to provide for us. So really we're looking for the purpose. What can you do for me? You know, so it's kind of like a lot of times it has to be big and you know, we have to save the planet, be recognized for our purpose. Right. It has to pay us well. And <laughs> but but it's backwards. You know, we're approaching it from the outside in like, oh, if I have a great purpose and imp- if if I have an important purpose, that means that I am an important person. So we're almost looking for the purpose to give us something. Yes. That it can't give us instead of the realization of living from the inside out. I am an individualized expression of spirit. I am pure love. I came here to share the gift of what I am, and I'm going to uncover what that gift is so that I have more confidence and more faith. Because what's interesting about sharing our gift, if we don't trust who we are, we're not going to share it. Like we're very um, integrous that way. If we don't think there's value in who we are, we're going to withhold who we are. But when you really trust, and, and when you learn to trust who we are by just seeing the truth, like when we talked about your values, you, you're like, yeah, that's who I am. Mm-hmm. Clarity, order, like there's nothing, it's not up for grabs. It's kind of like, yes. And then to see there's value in being that person. There's a lot of value in being that person. So yeah, I think a lot of times it's almost like we we, we kind of jump over it. Like we're, mi- we're just missing the forest from the trees. Right. But we're we're kind of just doing it backwards. We think the purpose is out there and that the purpose will define us. And what instead we do. Of, yeah, instead of having the realization that this is who we are. Mm-hmm. And then there's many ways we could share who we are. Mm-hmm. There's many ways. It's not like finding a needle in a haystack. Oh, I have to find my purpose. Like it's so difficult. Once you know who you are, it's just you keep sharing it and you keep moving into the openings. And a lot of times I, it's kind of like where the purpose is where our gifts and our desires intersect, uh-huh. but you wouldn't, but you're really looking for the strongest desire. Cause I remember in class once, it was so funny. This woman's like, Oh my God, I just realized just because I'm good at something doesn't mean I have to do it. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, yes, she's right. You're looking for the strongest desire because that's the energy that wants to be lived through you now, this moment. Okay. So I think I've heard you talk about finding your purpose in your shame. And mm-hmm. I'm curious to hear more about that. Yes. Well, because a lot of times when we think about who we are, we've been conditioned to believe that we shouldn't be the way we are. You know, either from, you know, our caregivers, our parents, comparing ourselves with other people. Like there's something wrong with the way that we are. Yes. So we end up hiding the best part of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just, when I think about, and I'm just kind of flashing on, like, I've had so much shame around 
my love for spirituality, mm. like how much I've always loved God. I've always loved spiritual things. And and yet I was kind of grown up, you know, you get a job, pay your bills. Like all of that in my family was fluff. Like what a waste of time. Remember I told my dad I was teaching at Unity. He's like, what are they even paying you? Like, like you idiot. Like <laughs> what are you doing? It's like, you know, you, there's so many other things you could do. You can make so much more money. What, so it always was like the secret. You know, I remember when I first, um, I think it was like 1987 when I really was getting excited about spirituality. And I used to like hide my spiritual books. I didn't want anyone to see. You know, I went to the, uh, what was that? The, uh, what was the uh, Mary Baker Eddy science? You Christian know, science. Christian science. I'd go to the reading rooms <laughs> and I'd be reading, but it felt like so much shame. You know, I should be reading the Journal of Taxation. I should be reading <laughs> all these real world material. So it was, a, I had a lot of shame in it, but the gift was my love for God, my love for spirituality, my love for the truth. But I felt like I had to hide that. Wow. So is, th- is that one way to find your purpose? What would you do even secretly? Yeah, absolutely. We're doing it. All- we're doing it all the time. It's kind of like, how are you spending your time? What are you reading? What are you watching? Who do you hang out with? What do you- You're doing it all the time. You can never not be yourself. It's going to flow over. And if we try to, to withhold it, like I say, it shows up in other areas. We have symptoms show up in health and money and relationships. Mm-hmm. But another thing too, like my purpose was I, for years, receive your life. It's like, I, oh my God, I love it. And then there was so much shame. Go get a real job. Stop working on it. You know, so I would stop for a couple of years and I would try to um, put it away, ignore it. Don't work on it. Don't. And then it's like the jack in the box. You know, you try to stuff it down, bing, pops up again. <laughs> you stuff it down, bing. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you never have to be afraid you're not going to know your purpose. It's always going to keep showing up because it can't. But to save a lot of suffering and angst and divine discontent, it's helpful to to just start to become aware of how your energy naturally flows. What is it that wants to be lived and expressed through you this lifetime? Like, just kind of admit it. Like, wow, I just love this, okay? Like, if someone's saying, I love to garden, you know, 10 hours a day. Okay, you just admit it. Figure, I mean, it's just, I don't know. That's why I think the engineer thing is interesting. We're not going to be something we're not, but we can't not be what we are. Interesting. Some people try to be something they're not, like my dad wanted me to be a doctor. and they, yeah, I think we all try to be who we're not yeah. until we can't take it anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah. We can't. We can't do it. It doesn't work that way. It just doesn't. It doesn't work. We could try and we try to do it for survival. We try to do it to get approval. We want to make people happy. We want people to, you know, approve of us. We want to make money, all of those things. Okay. So we pay attention to what we love to do. Do you also mm-hmm. believe in guidance? That oh, we, absolutely. That we can get guidance. Well, I think we're we're getting guidance moment by moment by moment. We're getting like when we talk about the push-pulls, all that is is bringing awareness to the guidance we're receiving moment mm-hmm. by moment by moment. So absolutely, there's never a moment in time where we're not receiving guidance. Whether we're going to pay attention to that is another thing. Well, and but, how, how do we sort out what's real guidance and what's fear or ego or the past? I mean, I have a lot of different voices well, in my head. Well, you start to feel them. Like when we're talking about when you feel the pulls, it's kind of just confirmation. 
that you're aligned with your true self. So that's, you could say that's the voice of spirit. That's the voice of intuition. That's the voice of your true self. So we kind of know that it's a good confirmation, but, but the work is really done with our pushes because that reveals where we have the voice of fear, mm-hmm. where we have a misunderstanding of our value. It's going, those pushes go right to that sweet spot where our flow is constricted where we constricted, where we've turned away from our true self, where we've abandoned ourselves, where we've believed something other than the truth of who we are. So it's like we've gone into agreement with the survival scarcity rules instead yeah. of listening to our spirit. And we feel it. Thank goodness. We feel it. Like when you're, when you're paying attention, you feel it. I love that. Like we're so perfectly designed that when we're off purpose, we feel it. So look for what you love to do, but also pay attention to where you're uncomfortable. Yes. And like getting back to the shame, I thought it was interesting last week when we were talking about the taxes, because there's information in everything. We were saying, (laughs) I hate doing taxes. Yeah. You were saying, I hate doing taxes. And then, and then really what came down to is I am weak, you know? And and, and like we said, whenever we have, whenever we diminish ourselves, it's the opposite is true. But there's something in there that has us like the weak, for example, like with, with me, with the spirituality, I could, you know, I'm too soft. I'm a, like, I have a lot of shame around that mm-hmm. because I'm supposed to be different. So I don't know what your, what your path is. Like, I think you worked in corporations and then spiritual, right? Is that true? Journalism and then spiritual. Jur- yeah. So I don't know, but, but what I've noticed with me is like whenever it's kind of like um, instead of what we do is we take that diminishing thought. So let's say um, when we're like say diminishing yourself, a negative word, like you said, I'm weak, right? Mm-hmm. But you're, but that's actually describing your purpose, who you are, but you're using a diminishing thought to describe that. Say more. About does that make that. sense? No. How does how does it describe? Okay. It? So let's say I say I'm on, you know, like I was saying, I'm, I'm unprofessional. Like I, I, I describe it kind of in a negative way. So instead of saying I'm authentic, I'm accessible, I'm honest, I'm compassionate. I say I'm unprofessional. I'm not polished. I'm not an eloquent speaker. Yeah. I used to say I was a flake and a hack. Oh. You know I mean, so we, <laughs> no, but I move, I move beyond that. But what we do is we take that Whenever we we have a diminishing thought of ourselves, we're really labeling who we are, but in a neg- we're looking at it through a negative lens. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of, and then we gather evidence. Yes. So that's why it's really important. This practice is really about being on the same side as yourself. Mm. And we do that by getting really grounded in the values. This is who I am this lifetime. I'm accessible. I'm honest. This is my style. This is how my energy naturally flows. I'm not a perfectionist. I'm not this. I'm not that. But I'm this. But when I, but when I want to make myself wrong because I have shame around the way I am, like I should be more buttoned up, I describe it in a negative way. Mm-hmm. So there's something, and I don't know, we could poke around and we could move on. But it's like there's something, when you say you're weak, that's you describing the way you are in a diminishing way that's not based on the truth of who you are. Well, it certainly doesn't feel good. So Yeah, and that's an indication. When it doesn't feel good, we know it can't be the truth. 
Oh, good. Okay. It can't be, you know. <laughs> but it's, you know, and usually it's, yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting. It's fun. But this process, it's really sometimes, and that's why I think the online class is really good for people because you get really clear on your pieces, but it takes some poking around. You know, it's kind of a, you know, like we said before, warmer, warmer, colder, cold. Like you start to feel there's something here. Mm-hmm. You know, and then a lot of like the way we can identify this too is we look at those rules. Like, like if case like I am weak, what is the rule in there? Like why, what is it bad to be weak? Is there any kind of rule? Oh, well, yeah, learned? there's a rule. You have to be strong <clears throat> and smart why? and why? on top of things. But why? What, what, what's the rest of that rule? Because you strong should. Strong people win or, you know, strong people are successful or, you know, I mean, usually these are like mantras. Yes. So is there anything like that strong people are blah, 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 or? Strong people are safe. Okay, great. Strong people are safe. So when you come to the conclusion, I am weak. It makes you vulnerable. Really what's, right. So when you're doing the taxes, really what's coming up is I don't feel safe. Yeah. Because I'm not being strong. Right. But, it, and, but, and then see, that's when we could really keep strengthening the knowing I am safe. I live in a fail safe universe. I could trust who I am. I make good decisions. I have clarity. You know, you go back to the values. Mm-hmm. So when it's, you know, instead of I'm not safe, it's not true that I'm not safe. I'm a leader, you know, order. It's like you, you feel the safety of who you are. You're never going to, that's the thing about our gifts and our values. They're never going to be taken away from us. There's a lot of safety. There's so much safety in knowing who we are. Hmm. And, and then it's like, it starts to feel different. Doing the taxes, it's like, wow, my safety is not up for grabs. Wow. I'm loving this. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting to receive your life. It's like what happens is the deeper, in, you're never going to find anything within your true self that you don't love. Uh-huh. We're not crazy about our false, fearful, compromised self, but that's not who we are. So having the discernment between the two, the deeper you travel into this journey, the better it feels. Because what happens is, you end up with the feeling of lightness, like, ah, oh, you know, all the, the heaviness, the sh- all that starts to lift. Yes. And then you have a feeling of lightness and also just freedom to be, mm-hmm. like to move around the planet in a playful, light, joyful, like, ah, oh, it's safe to be who I am. Because usually we're walking around like it's scary to be who I am. It's dangerous to be who I am. But it's not true. It's safe to be who you are. So, but have I heard you say that living your purpose can feel counterintuitive? Well, yes, because we're breaking rules a lot of times. So like teaching spiritual classes, I used to come home, I feel great in the moment, but then I would come home, wake up in the middle of the night and I would feel a lot of shame. I talked too much. I talked about all the spiritual stuff. I mean, it's, I mean, I've worked through over time, you know, it's a process. So, I mean, now I love, I love myself more. I, I, I appreciate who I am. I love what I love. I'm not ashamed of what I love, but it, it was a journey. But I would, I would wake up and say, because I broke the rules. I'm, I'm, something is going to happen. You can't just talk about this stuff. You can't. <laughs> I didn't know that happened to anybody else. But I used to wake up in the middle of the night and feel as ashamed and guilty mm-hmm. as if I had stood on a stage and opened my raincoat. It was just... absolutely. It, it was I felt so exposed and so just yeah, 
Wow. I'm mm-hmm. so glad to hear you say that. And I'm yeah. so glad we got over that. it was confusing at first. It was confusing because it's like, I know it felt so good in the moment. How could it feel so bad now? Right. And I thought this was my purpose. Yeah. And then exactly. Like, maybe I'm wrong about that. Mm-hmm. How could anything that feels this bad be my purpose? But it's right. important to really understand what's going on about our shame and about breaking the rules and the fear of breaking the rules mm-hmm. and the fear of I'm not going to be safe. And why we we go back to following the rules, because that's how we learned that we're going to be safe. What I think is fascinating about spiritual principles is they are in opposition to how we've been taught to survive in the world. Yes. So it's interesting. It's it's no wonder there's kind of a conflict going on. Because you hear like the rules of the world are take care of yourself, make sure, you know, like they're very um, survival rules. Right. But spiritual principles, our survival is not up for grabs. We don't have to, we don't live in that consciousness because mm-hmm. we're tapped into the knowing and the abundance. So it's it's kind of reconciling both worlds. And that's kind of the push-pulls. When we align with the truth, with our spiritual nature, it feels really good. When we align with the fear and our compromised self, it doesn't feel good. Okay, the voice in my head that argues with everything <clears throat> is saying, I can't just go around all day being myself. Exactly, because that's the rules of the world. It's not safe to be who you are. You're not going to survive. And then we and then we start making stuff up like, oh, I would just lay on the couch and eat bonbons all day. Uh-huh. That's not true. That's not true. We love to give, but we don't want to give just anything. We want to give the essence of what we are, and that's where our prosperity lies. That's the connection to our prosperity, where again, that's a great example of where we have it backwards. Mm-hmm. Where, oh, if I just do what I want, follow my purpose, well, your purpose is to give. You will receive. Okay. So what else? We have a few minutes left. What else mm-hmm. do we need to know about purpose? Mm-hmm. So that's, I don't know. One thing I, th- I think is kind of fun, I mean, I, I've noticed this a while ago, is that um, I think we all kind of have a fairy tale that reveals our purpose. Oh, yeah? Like mine is the Emperor's New Clothes. Uh Uh-huh. It's kind of like, it's just, you know, it's kind of like that story that we've always resonated with. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things that I feel really strongly about is the truth. I love the truth. I don't like just kind of doing a a washover, you know, kind of like, oh, it's good enough, it's good enough. It's like, no, he's not wearing any clothes. (laughs) Can we please talk about that? (laughs) So I think it's just kind of fun to notice, you know, it may, it's not something to look hard for, but it's just kind of, it pops up. It's just interesting, like, oh yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of the, where I live from. That's kind of, because the thing about our purpose is, it's like where we have a heightened sense of awareness. So like if an interior decorator walked into a room, she, this person would probably notice the lights, the shapes, the, it's, it's how it's our, the sliver of the universe that we came here to share. Mm-hmm. So they're noticing all these things because that's their purpose. They have an awareness on that. Like I walk into a room, I don't, I don't see that. Like each one of us, we're kind of measuring for something different. Huh. So, and that's why there is no competition. That's why... You know, we're just here to do what we're here to do. I'll walk Does into really a room m- and really notice if a picture is crooked. Yeah. See, I would never notice that. I look in the room. It's like, is there somebody I could talk to? 
<laughs> Are there any bodies in this room? <laughs> yeah, but I've got the order and clarity thing going on. Yeah, and I don't have that. I used, I, I mean, I wish, I mean, there's so many times where I wish I had it. It's like, you know, the kids were growing up, everything was a mess. It's like, God, I wish I cared more. I just don't <laughs> care. <laughs> I mean, it would look so much better if I cared, but I don't care. I mean, admitting that to myself, I don't care. <laughs> hey, that's some, something I'm measuring for. Somewhere I saw, uh, and I didn't understand this, but you had said something about going smaller to go bigger, slower to go faster. Yeah. What does that mean? Yes. Well, it's kind of, it gets back to that moment to moment. Like a lot of times we want to jump over things. So like with the purpose, it could be like, wow, I'm really, I'm really, this, this seed of desire is really intriguing. And then we go, oh, but it's not that it's not very big and it's never going to amount to anything. And we start judging it so quickly. Mm -hmm. It's just paying attention moment by moment. What is the inspired action in this moment? You know, just taking the next inspired step and not being attached to how it's supposed to look or what it's going to turn into, or this is too small. Because I think a lot of times with our purpose, it's like, oh, that can't be it. That's so small. Right, right. I remember years ago, I, I loved writing thank you notes. I just loved writing thank you notes. And then I thought, why do I, I mean, it's like, what's this connected to? Nothing. You know, it was those years where I really had no clarity on my purpose and I was really, really stuck. But I liked writing thank you notes. Mm-hmm. But now I notice why I liked, I love connecting. It was like permission to talk to a person's true self and it felt really good. So everything's always connected. So it's important not to judge it, no matter how small it is, but just to be with it and just, it'll keep that seed. will just keep growing and growing and growing, but starting, go, you know, starting smaller to go bigger, we could do the small thing. If we start thinking it's got to be really big, it leaves way too much room for our fears and limiting beliefs to enter. You know, but if you keep it small, you could we could do it. I I like to remember Mother Teresa and even Jesus for that matter did not change the world. And she specifically said she wasn't going to save all of humankind, but you just you just give to the person in front of you. Mm-hmm. Which can seem really small in the moment, but her yes. life certainly made a difference. Yeah, and all of our lives make a difference, just moment by moment. And a lot of times, it's like we don't even we don't know the difference our lives make. We're just kind of following the love. That's why the purpose always has the word love attached to it. Mm-hmm. I love this. I love this. So you just keep following the love, following the love, and let the rest of it's going to take care of itself. We don't have to figure it out. <laughs> wow. So we just get to live life doing what we love, huh? Absolutely. And and it kind of gets, you know, again, it's trusting the spirit that lives within us. Because if we think we're our false self, we won't trust that. Oh, what I love is to, you know, get drunk or get high all day long. Not really. That's That's not really. We do that for relief when we can't be who we are. So it's important to discern between those two. We don't really want to check out. The only time we want to check out is when we get so tired of trying and trying and going in circles and not getting what we want. We get exhausted and we need relief. Mm-hmm. But that's not our purpose. Well, so many people don't trust themselves. You know, in Unity, we teach that your thoughts create your life. And we talk a lot about changing your thoughts and changing your thinking. And I run into a lot of people who are afraid of their thoughts. I have mm-hmm. stinking thinking. Well, that's just my ego. And 
I can't mm-hmm. trust anything. So I'm well, that's why the discernment process is so important. We have to learn to discern between our true self and our false self. That's mm-hmm. a practice because when we don't have that discernment, it all collapses in on each other. And we say, well, I'm not getting any clarity. Well, it doesn't feel like clarity because it's all mixed in. <laughs> right. But absolutely, every person gets crystal clear clarity when they're able to discern between their true self and their compromised self. Well, we'll talk some more as we go along about how we do that. Next week, the topic is specifically about this process of receiving your life as it applies to money and prosperity and I, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, so, I love that topic. Thank you, Janice, for being with us again. This is thank Janice you. Campbell. We'll be back with us next week. I'm Ellen Devonport, and I'll be here too next week. So come back for Voices of Youth. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.